Are we all fat kids except Nick? I was fat. I was always fucking chubby. I'll go with husky. I was just about to say. I mean, we did, I think you're all skinny. Anybody on this side of the table definitely was like registered husky at one point. In terms Obviously, of we're section. a top-heavy uh, <laughs> team over here. <laughs> Am I right? 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 We'll be gentle when we talk about it. Hey, fatties, what, what was it like growing up like a fat <laughs> hey fuck? There. Hey there. Hey. Hey, jokes on you. I'm still fat. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald Garner, 191 pounds, 11 years old. Welcome to the club. The Real Rotten Club. Uh, the, the club where we call up your, our good friends and we say, hey, uh, we, we don't know anybody else. Can you watch this movie with us and talk about it? Because it's under 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. I'm Nick Lyons, your host, and I'm joined by... Hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jim Jers, uh, them and theys. Uh, this is uh, your other co-host, Stephen Ramirez. Hi, Stephen. Hello. It's good to be back together. We haven't seen each other in a couple days. Uh, quite a long time, actually. I was getting worried about you, but then I realized um, you weren't lost. You were finding yourself. Yeah, I was wandering. Not all who wander are wanderers, is what they say. And we also, uh, we're, we're going with the new trend of introducing the guest at the top. Well, this is a special kind of episode, so he de- he deserves the recognition at this. Yes, this episode. is true. This is true. We're uh, we're doing a Hall of Fame episode. It's another Hall of Famer. Hey, it's our second annual Hall of Fame Rotten Tomatoes Real Rotten Review. It's the only time that we go above twenty five percent is for what we subjectively consider a Hall of Fame movie, and we chose Heavyweights. Of course, it is a it is a unanimous decision. I believe not only in this room, but across the interwebs, that this is a a, a, a lovable movie that did not get the uh, recognition critically that it deserved. Yeah, so I gathered up my three probably huskiest middle school friends and uh, had them come on this podcast. Hashtag fake news. uh, For their perspectives. Tanner is our guest. Hello, Tanner. Wait, well, before (laughs) we even introduce him... Does that mean he's th- he he's times three? He is three times worth the middle school people because he was that fat? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> not it sounded like a fat joke. I was making a fat joke. It was like a subtle fat joke. Because was... I didn't know you when I was twelve. No, I didn't know. If I, I did, I actually only knew one I wouldn't person be in this room. When I was twelve. <laughs> I would not be in this room. I'm sorry to say that. I would not be here because you know why? I'd be in your heart yep. forever and always. True to your heart. You must be true to your heart. Kyle was the only one. Kyle, speak. Hello that's there. him. That's him. <laughs> Kyle count, counts as the two people. I've seen his pictures when he was in seventh grade. It's horrendous. That's rude. No offense. <laughs> that's rude. No fat toto. Kyle is the honorary guest. I was husky. Uh, not Ka- that. Kyle loves You're the, always the honorary guest. I want to get. I want to go over that. Thank you. Once, once again. Yeah, but this reiterate. movie in particular, I think he's he knows what he's talking about. He actually just knows all the bit. lines to this movie. Yeah. Everyone oh. to fat. Moving camp, on though, <laughs> Tanner. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> welcome. How's it going? Hey, hey Tanner. Hey. That that's that sultry tone you hear is is a svelte man who is sitting across from us. He is a, he's a nice guy. He loves this movie, and we love him. So he's on the podcast. Thank you for coming on, Tanner. Thanks for having me. I just want to let SF Jazz know because I know they're listening. Yeah. To please hire this man for the midnight shift. He would help me not only go to sleep but keep me um uh, up all night not long making love um uh, to myself. Yeah, Tanner. Can you say um now welcome back. 
and uh, please enjoy the sex that's about to happen. Can you now, welcome back. Please enjoy the sex you're going to be having tonight, Stephen. We got a personal shout out for you tonight. That's a personal sh- shout out. <laughs> I'm terrified and erect. Yeah, and I, and now I'm done, and I'm turning off the radio and going to bed. Awkward boner. Tanner, thanks for coming on the show. I brought you on personally because uh, we go to camp together uh, mm-hmm. along with Kyle and heavyweights takes place at a camp as uh, 99% of people know. And the 1% Alex Kalijakis, who has not seen heavyweights, does not know. Shame him on the interweb. But we want to get to know you better. So we're going to uh, play a game called Tan Her or Tan Him. And uh, we're going to we're going to give you a man and a woman, celebrities. And you're going to tell us which one you you want to tan up. Okay. It needs to be a little bit darker, all right? Yeah. Fair enough. I, He's I a little suppose. bit more melanin <laughs> in the skin. Your first options. Zach Braff or Jessica Chastain? I mean, I think Jessica Chastain looks good, kind of pasty, so we'll stick, we'll, we'll stick with Zach, Zach Braff. He can, tan he can him. Tan. Kyle, why don't you pay attention to right, That's a tan him. Oh, <laughs> um, so, tan him or tan her? Willem Dafoe or Helen Mirren? Man, you took it. You took it older. Uh, hey, them 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 old people need the vitamin D <laughs> for the calcium for their bones. Let's go, Helen Mirren. Hmm. I want to ask why. Because I think Willem Dafoe is already a fantastic specimen, so I'm not going to mess with that. He's something. That's for sure. Yeah. Peter Skarsgård. <laughs> no, it's Skarsgård. Uh, Will Smith. No. <laughs> <laughs> Final one for you, Tanner. Dakota Fanning or Elijah Wood? Ooh. I, I guess Dakota Fanning. I, don't, I mean, I don't really have a, a better answer than that. Okay, well, now that we got <laughs> to know you, Steven, did he win the game? Nobody really wins. Yeah, I think we all lost that game. Yeah, that is a very accurate statement. So, uh, well, it's, it's probably Tanner's fault for not having a name more pun, <laughs> pun related. Yeah, without it being like a serious movie. Because then it can be like, you know, who... If he's like a serial killer or something, so we gotta find out who's, oh, yeah. who's Which, he gonna who's, tan yeah. hide next. Yeah, whose skin would you want to wear? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of wearing skin, um, let's talk about heavyweights. <laughs> wearing a lot of skin in heavyweights. Yeah, there's Animator. excess skin. Excess skin. You need to get that surgery where you get it tucked back. You feel all right afterwards. Yeah. But then you go to the then you see the hot dog stand. And you're just like, man, that polish just looks too good. But before that, tomato meter. Ooh. Everybody's favorite segment because that, it stars that, that nobody actually cares about. Because you know why? It stars our producer Kyle. Kyle, tell us what oh, happened man. last week on Tomato Meter. Tomato Meter. Uh, so we went over and talked about. Uh, you guys wanted to choose scores for the. I don't know why, but uh, the Teen Titans at the movies. Because yeah. there's no critical review yet. Oh, okay. Um, so Nick went with 74, Steven went with 79, and our guest uh, Will went with 62. And the score for Teen Titans movies is a 90. Wow. Big time. Big time success movie. I knew I knew it was going to be great. I felt like I was... I talked better about it than you did, and I still went with <laughs> a lower score lower. for some reason. Yeah, you convinced me to go higher. I think that's probably what happened. I actually. appreciate it. I appreciate the win. Yeah. Appreciate the inside bet. Well, 
Then, Fuck. yeah. <laughs> you guys went uh, and decided to review uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me. Uh, Nick went with 68, Steven with 49, and yeah. Will chose a high of 74. And the overall score was 40. Yeah, yeah Steven. There you Steven. go. Hey, I, the table. I was pessimistic, and I was right. I did just watch uh, The Spy Who Shacked Me today. Oh, how was that? It holds up, but it, it's a little... Will Ferrell, uh, Will Ferrell's cameo in that is ten times better than his cameo in the first uh, Austin Powers. I, I concur. Yeah. Oh, I tried the other leg. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got this week, Kyle? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna review the Meg. Fuck yeah. The uh, sharks and, and the Meg. Dog shark shark. And then shark. we're also gonna review which another movie. I don't know why. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich doesn't Asians. have a score yet. No critical consensus yet. They want to keep it in the DAC. Yeah, the Meg comes out this weekend and still doesn't have a score. I'm Jason Statham, and yeah. I'm here to kick that shark in the face. <laughs> bit Australian, it's but a, you know, he's yeah. Megalodon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's it? I'm George. I'm gonna take it and kick it in the face. <laughs> that was that was closer. I like that one. That was, that was good. Cockney. That was good. Yeah. I so can Nick, only I can yeah. only do Seth Green's impression of him in Italian job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Let's go. The Meg. Named after my sister, uh, who is a person, not a gigantic shark creature. But uh, she likes shark movies. So in honor of Meg, who's recently engaged, shout out to my sister. Hey, Yay. shout out. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. It's only three people. You now. go, Cole. You go. Yeah, you go. Hey, Cole. What's your guess there, buddy boy? 65. 65. That's a strong, strong rating for the I Meg. doubt that's going to happen. Well, you know, I'd, Actually, I don't I know. Ch- <laughs> You're not going to change it, your I 65. I can see it. I can see it. You know, when, when's the last shark movie that came out? Uh, the, 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 the Shallows. The Shallows got good reviews. Well. I just watched that recently. Very good movie. Oh, yeah. 20, 50 feet, 27 mm. million 40 feet meters, down. 40 meters down. 42 meters down. Open water. Open water. There's been a lot of, like, uh, not crazy shark movies. This is the first crazy shark movie in a while. I yeah. Since yeah, probably since probably since the deep blue sea two on Netflix. They made a second one. <laughs> There's another deep blue sea. <laughs> Y'all need to enrich your I lives. Hope, I hope that you watch it. No. Y'all need listen to the band. Y'all need to enrich your lives. Is there a half of Samuel L. Jackson in that movie? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. He's like in a wheelchair. Comes that, back or, from the dead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Survived. If we're bringing up Deep Blue Sea, I need to know this fact. Didn't the original cut have Samuel L. Jackson's head just get bit off instead of his, his whole body. body getting consumed? Well, I thought I remember that incorrectly. Am I Am I just tripping? Anybody else remember What's that? Uh, Shark Week's coming up, so I haven't rewatched no, it. Shark, Shark Week has Shark passed. Week, bro. You're living in the past. You were at what? Uh, camp. You were too busy hanging out with fat kids at oh the camp. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was with all those little fatties, and I missed <laughs> out on the best fatties. week of the year. The only the only week where you watch something on TV and you're like, is this a documentary or is this like some weird shark f- movie that I've never yeah, seen? Yeah, like the Megalodon. Don't get me yeah, started. Yeah, that, that, that one got bullshit. me good. Fuck the Megalodon. I watched that movie and I was like, this seems real. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But yeah. S- speaking <laughs> of Megalodon, my guess for the Meg, uh, I would, I'm going to guess a solid, uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give a solid 50%. 
Solid 50%. Because I'm honestly that, hoping it's under 25 so we can talk about it. I would love to. That's no, that's like a future I think there's actually a, a decent shot of that. I think there's a 25% chance it's under 25 Yeah, because Hurricane Heist really left us out in the dirt. I really hope the Meg, uh, Meg hold, holds its own. Tanner, do you have a guess as representing the guests? Yeah, I think uh, I'm kind of more on Nick's boat on this one. I don't think it's going to break. 40. So I'm going to go for like a like a 39 on this one. 39%. You're on my boat and you don't think the boat's going to break. I too get bad it. Yep. Nick already guessed 65. I know. I, I <laughs> went too high. high. I, have to, I have to talk through my answers. And it hey, turns you know, out if it turns out to be good. was terrible. If it turns out to be good, you're a, you're, you're, you're a mage. Crazy Rich Asians. Tanner. That Start one. us off. Yeah, you I know mean, what this movie is yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I can't imagine it really going anywhere, but I feel like it's going to do better than the Meg, so uh, let's go like a 56. Mm, 56, okay. Solid. Solid. I respect that. In honor of our uh, 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 Greek compatriot, occasional uh, producer <laughs> slash sound guide slash comic relief slash who cares, Alex Kalajakis, I, this movie will be the, I believe it will be the My Big Fat Greek Wedding of its time. It'll give... Uh, Ethnic subcultures of the Middle East, uh, it's praise that that uh, uh, that it much duly deserved with Greek wedding. So this is what's happening with um, with uh, with main, mainland uh, or Far East uh, Asian cultures, uh, China, uh, the Japanese, the Mongolian, the the, the the Laotian, the Cambodian, if you will, um, with this film. It's going to be a great film. It's going to be great. It's going to be funny. It's going to be dramatic. It's I think it's going to be good. It's going to yeah. have heart. Um, I'm going to give it a positive review right here because I'm in uh, long-winded so far. 73%. 73%. Yeah. Yeah. My big fact regarding was 76 in Ooh. case you needed a historical preference. Oh, I didn't even know. Reference. Did, I, did, was that a quick fact you just pulled up? I did. And uh, oh. I'm going to have to go with a, uh, you know... 79 79 you're overcutting me i'm gonna go overcut you oh boy i think right. that i think it's gonna get some some of the indie hype a lot of people are talking about it and i i think that critics are gonna be like too scared to review the only like yeah all asian cast as a bad Meh, maybe <laughs> we'll see unless the asian critics hate it and then they'll just jump on the asian critics just be like oh yeah this guy was right the whole time yeah, they, I would, what if that was a Chinese accent, not not an actual <laughs> Chinese accent, but it was like just some guy in like Brooklyn <laughs> is what all Chinese people sounded like. Oh, like uh, I'd be on board with that. Like Ka- Kazuo Ishiguro, who's uh, the Br- the British uh, the British Japanese author who who talks like this, and he's you know he's very stand up. He's uh, Japanese. He wrote Never Let Me Go. He wrote a bunch of weird British novels. I'll never let you go. Turn around and back on each other. And now it's time to talk about heavyweights. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey, folks. Uh, this is your pal, uh, Richard Karn here. No, not that Richard Karn from the famous uh, Home Improvement TV series and Family Feud. No, this is the Richard Karn of, uh, of one and only uh, uh, Lawrence, Kansas. And I'm here to tell you about the corn I grow. That's right, the corn I grow. It's, you may know Kansas is the hotbed for Corn Belt activity here in the United States, but I'm here to tell you, I don't grow the conventional corn that, that you think I grow. Nope, I grow it underground. And by underground, I mean it in my bunker. And by in my bunker, I mean an indoor grow house. That's right. Corn's not really corn, it's weed. I'm selling weed here in Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> no one can stop me. Not even you, DEA. I'm here, I'm here to tell you, get the corn on cannabis right now. 
And if you put in the code real rotten on dickcarnscorn.com, you will get 90% of your corn for free. And by corn, we of course mean marijuana. Like I said, DA, I'll even put the code on the internet. I don't even care. Social media platforms, dickcarnscornmma.com. And we're back. Uh, heavyweights. I don't know anything about it, and I need somebody to tell me. You're so full of shit. Oh, yeah, I got all, I got all the stats. Um, so uh, we're reviewing heavyweights. Uh, released in February 7th, on February 17th, 1995. Oh, wow. that's Kyle's birthday. No, it's not. <laughs> um, this movie was directed by Stephen Brill. He, hey, he hey! Return of Stephen Brill. Yes. Uh, he wrote Ready to Rumble. Yes, uh, directed without a paddle, Mr. Deeds and Little Nicky. I love two of those three movies. And he wasn't he a That's contributor? Uh, wasn't he a contributor in Mighty Ducks franchise? Yes, yes he, he was. All three. Yep. All three. He wrote all of them. There you go. Uh, and he wrote Ready to Rumble. So this is his third time on the podcast. Hey, he's a, wow. this is why this is a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Stephen Brill is a Hall, Hall of Famer <laughs> talent. Right up there with Tommy Wiseau. Uh, the movie was written by Jude Apatow. Judd Apatow? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jude Apatow. Hey, Judd Apatow. Judd, don't make it bad. It. Take Judd a Apatow. and Mookie Barrier. And Stephen Brill. Hey, he co-wrote it. Uh, I do have a fun fact about that. Oh. This is the first feature film Judd Apatow ever wrote. Congratulations. This was after his work on uh, uh, Ben Stiller Show. Uh, ben Stiller Show and on uh, Larry Sanders. It was uh, pre Larry Sanders. Oh, was, I thought that was during. Or, I think it was during. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Who do, what do you got as a cast there, yeah, bud? Cast. Uh, we have Aaron Schwartz, who played the main protagonist, mm, Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, Gerald. Gerald Garner. Uh, we Fat had... as fuck, 11 euro. <laughs> <laughs> we had the famous uh, camp counselor, Pat, played by Tom McGowan. McGowan. Tom McGowan. As Pat Finley. Yes. We had Jerry's friend, Roy, Roy. played by the famous Kenan Thompson. Legendary oh, yeah, yeah, improv yeah. comic Kenan Thompson. From You may know him from uh, Kenan and Kel. All that. And or all that. Good SNL. Burger. Yeah, sure, Kyle. Oh, yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we had Sean Weiss play Goldberg. I mean, Josh. We'll talk about Sean it. Yeah, move, on, move on. Yeah. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson as Roger. I think quick cameo. Yeah, yeah. Very big deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, we had Jeffrey Tambor play as Maury, Maury Garner. Jerry, Jerry's, Jerry's father. dad. Maury Garner. <laughs> and of course, uh, we had the, the, our big baddie. Who was a big, big baddie? baddie. Uh, ben Stiller. The one and only Ben Stiller. Pre as ben Stiller. Tony Pref- Perkins. Prefixed teeth. Tony Perkins' father. Tony Perkins Sr. Yes. yes. Tony Perkins Sr. and Jr. And we also did have Ben Stiller's dad, Jerry Steller. Jerry and Stiller. his mom. And his mother. Yes. Who played the husband and wife who yes. were the original owners of the fat camp. Paul Feig as Tim. Tim. Skinny ass buns of steel Tim. Big Tim. Alan Covert as Kenny. Kenny Tim. the videographer. Camera guy. And I just had to put this in because... Alan Covert also returning guest. Yes. Uh, I had to put this in there just because Lars was a good part of this movie. Uh, Tom Hodges. Tom Hodges, legendary somebody. Um, some of the plot keywords, uh, fat camp. Before we get to the plot keywords, okay, I do want to talk about uh, oh, where are they now, some pieces of Just that. Just one quick call out. Well, no, I, I, I do want to. Oh, you want a couple. Really quick, who do you think 
So a lot of these guys are really successful now. So Keenan Thompson, mm-hmm. Paul Feig, mm-hmm. Ben Stiller. Yep. Jerry Stiller, I mean, he's, he was successful all throughout the movies. Oh, yeah, totally. Even uh, through the 2000s on... Tim Blake uh, Nelson, even. Tim Blake Nelson. Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Tambor. Tambor. Well, he's he's in a rough patch at the moment, but yeah, he's but still right. yeah. very relevant. Still but yeah, relevant all those guys are having very good Stellar careers. careers afterwards. Yes. Yes. Who do you think is having the best one? Do you think it's still Ben Stiller? Or do you think... It's a, to- it's a Paul, toss-up. Paul Feig is... He's, he's, he's probably hotter... That's what I think right now. That's what I'm thinking. It's a toss up between Paul Feig and uh, Ben Stiller. Probably Ben Stiller because he's got the most recognition internationally. Paul Feig probably uh, domestically. I'd still go Ben Stiller, especially with his directorial debuts now and everything. Well, he's... yeah, he's kind of waning nowadays. Um, like afterwards, you, he had a big uh, late 90s, late 2000s uh, success. But Paul Feig's killing it hmm. from 2010s on. Uh, like Bridesmaids knocked it out of the park for him. He's just he's just. Yeah, Spy been, Spy did really well too. Spy did really well. The Heat. You got Ghostbusters. Would take it for as take it for what it's worth. It still was a still was a hit. He's got um, a couple other things going on. He's an executive producer on Netflix. He's got a he's got real big stuff going on. Yeah, Keenan Keenan's up there too. He I just read, read the other. He's the longest running cast member. Yeah, yeah. on SNL beats Daryl Hammond, which is which is incredible. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. But, um, but we all know who's having the worst time right now. Yeah. Which is, we have to mention Sean Weiss was arrested. Sean or Shane? Shane Weiss? Shane Weiss? Sean Weiss? Sean. I'd say Sean. Sean Shine? Yeah. Sean, Sean Weiss. Arrested in Orville. Orville, up, uh, California. Up, up near uh, near the Chico. Chico. Butte County. Butte County Sheriff's Department picked him up. On what charges, sir? Public intoxication. Oh, that's unfortunate. Was he at Gold Country? Gold Country <laughs> Casino and Hotel. No, uh, I'm sure he wasn't. He probably couldn't afford it. Yeah, he he's not he's not falling on good times. He is uh, likely addicted to meth. He that's has lost a lot of weight. He did. Yeah. He did. Maybe. So, that's a good do you thing. think the gold the Goldberg he became a huge thing? He did. Yeah, in he did. in his in his mid to late teens, he shot out like a like a flare on the Fourth of July. Just just took off. You thought he was going to be there forever because he also had his uh, big success big success later with Judd Apatow with uh, Freaks and Geeks. Um, he was in another Judd Apatow. He definitely had the most swag in this movie out of all of the oh, yeah. of all the kids. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, he he, he had he some was, of the best lines. He was one who knew what he was doing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But get, get well soon, Shane Shane Weiss. We yes. we appreciate you as a, as a as a human being, as a, a pinnacle moment of our of all of our childhood, as the one and only Goldberg and uh, and what's his name in this movie? Ray Josh Josh Ray Josh. Um, I do have a question for you guys. Uh, do you think this movie would have been better if uh, Judd Apatow was directing it versus mm, Stephen Brill? I don't know. I don't right. think he would have had the chops uh, at that age. I think he needed to hone his craft writing. He 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 stuck to his will writing throughout the '90s and then killed it. Uh, come come ni- late '99 with his TV shows, albeit it wasn't popular in those times. But nowadays they would have been hits like mm-hmm. Undeclared or Freaks and Geeks. Um, even if forty year old version was made today, it would make it would make twice what it made back in two thousand four. I would think. Yeah, he didn't start directing till slightly after this movie. What 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 what, what was his first directing role? Larry, Larry Sanders. Larry Sanders. Oh, go figure. Oh, just cutting his teeth with Jerry Shanley. Ninety eight. Kyle, go on. All right. Uh, some of the plot keywords. Hell yeah. What yeah. do you got? Fat camp. Yes. Summer camp. Okay. Child protagonist. Yeah, that's weird. Two word title. Okay. Not really, but it's a one-word title, which is yeah, I know. But uh, IMDb has it as two words. IMDb's versus... full of shit. Yeah, 
because it's a it's one it's word in in sports in combat sports. So uh, uh, it's one word. All right. <laughs> And then the most uh, interesting <laughs> or one. Or we'll fight you. Yeah. Or we'll fight the, you. The most interesting uh, plot keyword, uh, mother-son relationship. I don't really that get That doesn't make sense. I don't. Yeah, I think that's I a think troll. I think it's because um, moms make their sons fat mm. by feeding them too much. So it causes an eventual strain on the relationship, which makes it something that you would search for when I want to know a movie that I – that mothers and sons didn't get along in, and then they uh, world. <laughs> I would give you one example only that I know of: the world according to Garp. That's probably it. That's probably the one where the mother-son relationship is just dog shit. And uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, I what's Wor- eating Gilbert Grape? What's eating Gilbert Grape? You're right, dear. Also, another weird mother-son. There's probably plenty of those. So let's move on from that. All right, uh, taglines. There's two of them. Uh, the first one is uh, they never met a hot dog they didn't like. Can we have uh, until now? Can we have Tanner? You didn't let me finish it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. What were you we gonna say? <laughs> say it again. Say it again. They never met a hot dog they didn't like until now. Tanner, go ahead and say that again. Yeah, we want Tanner Tanner's yeah, voice for sure. They never met a hot dog they didn't like until now. You might as well just say the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Can you do the second one too before I ruins it? They don't run the fastest. They don't jump the highest, but they sure are getting the last laugh. I think they should have just ended at they don't run the fastest. I think that would, that would have been, been a lot funnier. That, that Significantly funnier. funnier. Yeah. Okay, Kyle, you can keep going. Uh, no, studios. Disney and Caravan Pictures. Caravan. 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 Uh, rated PG. Surprising. Uh, 97 minutes. Ron Tomatoes does give this 29% rating. Uh, two fresh reviews, five rotten, so hardly reviewed. But the audience gives it a 77, so a huge discrepancy. Um, could not find the budget for the film. That was nowhere to be found unless we... Let's see. guess. Let's do a guess. I would say 15... I'm saying this movie broke even, maybe. I'd say it's... Uh, 15 what mil- was the budget it of It doesn't D2. seem like... I would say it's like a $10 million movie. Yeah, yeah. It depends how much you have to pay for the Stiller but family. I remember this movie being shown on TV, not so much. I feel like Judd Apatow might have called in a favor, and that's how he got like Stiller for cheap or something like that. Uh, here's but my. Was Stiller really famous? Like at that point, he was getting there. He was yeah, he, he was. A, he was I mean, in singles. He was at least well right known. before there was singles. Um, he had the Ben Stiller show. He was a famous comedian. If you have a show he, named after you, then you you flirting with disaster. It only lasted one season though. Um, <clears throat> here's my theory about the legendary uh, man known as Stephen Brill. <laughs> he writes the Mighty Ducks. Disney eats it up. They buy the script. They make the movie. It's a hit. It's a hit. They love it. Then they tell Stephen Brill, "Look, we'll give you a five picture deal, and we'll let you we'll let you do whatever you want. Twenty million budget a pop. So he does a twenty million but twenty million dollar budget for Big Green tanks. Does a twenty million budget for D two tanks." 20 million budget for heavyweights, tanks. 20 million budget for D3, obviously it's going to tank again. I think they gave him a $100 million deal for five pictures, and he blew it all. <laughs> and heavyweights was a grand example. That's my theory. Well, yeah, man. Steven, Steven Brillo really royally fucked up. Steven's <laughs> Conspiracy Corner, brought to you by QAnon. It's real. <laughs> well, actually, he did make a lot of movies that uh, profoundly affected my life, which is weird. But Reality Bites... 
Yeah, that's still he did right before this movie. So he, oh, he did right before. Yeah. So okay. so it was in his uh, flirting with disaster. I know that was one of his movies. Yeah, that was slightly he, after. Did he do um? What was Empire of the Sun? What year was that? Was that ninety one, ninety two? Empire. He's he's in it. He's in. It. Where's Ben Stiller's credits? Give me them credits. He was dainty. Eighty seven. <laughs> Eighty seven. So this was, but yeah, this was before that time when he was yeah, just getting yeah, I've started. I've never seen that movie. Steven oh, Spielberg. Yeah, Christian Bale as Good a movie. as a kid. Christian yeah, Bale I've baby never movie. Seen looks it. just like Christian Bale today. There's like z- virtually any difference. You just superimpose Christian Bale's face on a child. That's Christian Bale as a <laughs> as a child. He is kind of Bruce Wayne yeah. in it too. Like Bruce Wayne yeah, more like it. Listen, yeah. we can make this all together and fight the British, fight the Japanese. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> Kyle. Uh, that was it. Um, well, okay, yeah. The movie made seventeen million. I mean, I don't know the budget, so I'd what say twenty million dollars. Twenty million dollar movie? No way. Yeah, twenty million dollars. But it's shot at a summer camp. They they didn't. They Ninety five. They, they, they probably bought they that. They literally summer just camp. needed like yeah. They're just like we'll give you a million for it. Like any any summer camp would be like sure yeah yeah thanks. It was probably yeah. filmed at Disney World to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just wanted to pay extra for Disney World. Yeah, that extra Swampland. Yeah. <laughs> camp MVP. Bunch of swamp people. Yeah, I mean there wasn't really any like graphics or any of that. Yeah. I can't imagine it breaking more than. You know, 12, 10. 12. I would say 10. The, yeah. bo- you don't have box office numbers? Box office was 17. Yeah, well, they made, they grossed 17.6. Uh, mm, yeah, I th- maybe a $10 million budget then. I want to say 20. I'm going to say 20. I'm staying with 20. Why? Just because of Ben? Just because I said. Why are you questioning me? All right. It's Moving on. <laughs> blurb time. We only chose one blurb because this one represents everything the movie's about, and there's only seven to choose from. I'm trying to make Nick stay up till the first o'clock. American movie to explore the link between processed cheese and the need for love, a Hamburglar joint. Martin Scribbs of Low IQ Canadian Magazine. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a magazine. Could be a quarterly. It's a periodical. Yep. Uh, but Canadian yeah, that magazine took their time to review this movie. It's a newslettery. Now it's time for the one minute recap. Okay, we're making it one, and we're making Kyle do it. I don't want to do it. Well, have you done one yet? I've done them before. I don't need to do them. We're playing this episode loose, Kyle, so you might as well just oh pony up God. and do it. All right. Go for it. Ready? Five, four, go. <laughs> so this uh, boy named Jerry, uh, he's husky, and uh, he comes home one day. He just got out of school. He's thinking, no, I'm going to have the whole summer to do nothing. And then his parents surprise him. Hey, you're uh, being sent to camp. And he's like, okay, this camp looks fun. And then he realizes, oh, man, all the boys on the video are all fat. So he realizes it's a fat camp. He gets sent to fat camp, um, and it's a – everyone's telling him it's a great experience. It's the best camp he's ever going to. And then all of a sudden the owners uh, are in debt and have to leave the camp. So the original owners leave, and Ben Stiller comes into the picture and turns it into a weight loss camp. And then – bunch of bad things happen uh they kick ben stiller out they beat camp mvp in a race and they uh wow that camp way hope. to go with a what a recap you did it in one minute kyle i couldn't believe it i tried good job you're only missing a couple things yeah I'm just a few like you know the back the, half of the yeah, movie the, but yeah. uh you know but people people get it look folks i think the ending the, the only part you're missing is that they never lost weight yeah yeah, yeah. no they, they it all was still they, but that's not the moral. Of they the never story. lost their hope, Nick. <laughs> they never lost their hope because it is called Camp Hope. It is Camp Hope. Uh, we do need to talk about can 
can 11 and 12 year olds just lose weight like that? Uh, it's possible. Are, are, were there fad camps? I don't know. I, I didn't grow up husky, yes. so I need your guys' perspective. Did you not watch True Life? I'm going to fat camp. No. Oh, wow. That's oh, unfortunate. Yeah. No, yeah no. I watched all that stuff. That was great. And they did like a little fat camp show, I believe, on MTV. Well, no. Are they, little, are they much? Were they, <laughs> were, they, were they much fatter than these guys I camp? Oh, or? they were gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> these were like 300-pound children. It was really okay, sad. Okay, yeah. See, that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm Christ. thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like, well, not majority of them, um, but you would see like some really extreme cases but but a lot of kids were like some some my, fairly portly adolescents yeah my it, sort of fatness you know just there's you know. probably more fat camps now than than then i would hope yeah. one could only hope we got to save the children of this of this of this world but let's talk about let's talk about the movie let's break it down yeah let's okay. uh let's take all the weights put the lbs in a different categories mm. uh carb ones and lipids you know you know all the all the categories lipids. phospholipids and uh Let's talk about are you for real scenes. Ooh, are you for real? Really? Really? This is yeah. where we talk about, uh, Tanner, if you don't know, this is where we talk about scenes in the movie that made us go, okay, that happened. Whether you believe it or not, whether you enjoyed it or not, whether it just made you question the reality of the film, where, whether it made you question your own reality. Are you for real, Tanner? What's your scene? Uh, for me, it was definitely when they... Uh... The little British kid pulls up his shirt and he's covered in melted chocolate oh and they all start licking it off of him. Oh that my was God. just <laughs> I, like, different level of I wanted disgusting. the movie to escalate okay. to rated R so much so much quicker right there because it would just be a bird's eye view of the of them just ripping oh, open yeah. the child's Nicholas. stomach and just eating his insides. Just like like a zombie apocalypse, just ah this kid is my small intestine. I'm choosing to think that that's the scene that spoke the most to you. So I uh, I really appreciate get, that. Yeah, he, want, he just wanted to get chocolate licked off. Yeah, that body. scene did need a shout out. It did need a shout out. Stephen, did you have any anything that stuck out to you, in particular? Hmm, the one that made me question uh, the movie the most, I would have to say. Yeah, go go. You go ahead, Nick. Yeah. I don't have one in particular. I just have a couple that I want to run yeah. that we can run through. Go ahead, go ahead and say a couple. So, so we'll just I'll we'll start from mind. the beginning. So the 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 leaving middle school, which it's it might actually be elementary oh, school. Oh yeah, no, it's middle school because he was eleven, 11 or twelve. Yeah, yeah. Oh, middle school. Like, yeah, sixth, seventh grade. Oh, you guys went to those type yeah, of middle schools. I only went to seventh and eighth. That was <laughs> AKA prison. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna put all the twelve-year-olds and thirteen-year-olds in one little pubescent area together and make them all smell have, the hormones yeah. a half mile away let's make everybody go through puberty at once in a confined space that sounds great make everybody awkward in one moment <laughs> uh the opening scenes so just just showing how like a fat depressing kitty is which he seems pretty normal Except for the dog barking at him is like my favorite part of the whole beginning. Just wanting to rip him yeah, apart, yeah, just barking yeah. at him. I love how long it takes for him to get around the dog because of how scared he is. Yeah, it's too, way too cautious. Oh yeah, and that and he didn't really trust that woman, which you know is just an she, insult she, to the to the dog owner. Yeah, this is true. Uh, that's followed up quickly by him coming home from on his last day of school. He comes home. And his parents are already like auctioning him off to camp. Hell yeah! From like a door to door camp salesman, yeah. like or With the creepiest fucking smile in the world. Hey, Tim Blake Nelson. He don't look like a stand up guy, oh, but he's apparently a he is. Yeah, he looks like a creep, and he played one in this because who sells camp door to door, especially fat camp? And he only has like a VHS is like his main selling point. 
But he nailed it. He got he Jeffrey Tambor right on the train. Solid cameo. So then I want to talk about. I got I got mine. I'm yeah. ready. I'm you got me lined up right here. Okay, yeah. The whole for real scene to me was the whole concept of the summer camp you people call. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what sort of uh, uh, economic income you got, y'all have came from in your childhood. I didn't have that. This was no summer camp enjoyment for me. This is like a $2,000 This is not average America. (laughs) For sure. This is an upper middle class America. I'm coming from the grassroots, from the blue collar. You know what I'm You want to know what my summer camp is? Hey, there's a barn being built out back. How about you help dig the foundation for it? Hey, there's horses that need to be tended. How about you clean out that? How about you clean out that trough? Hey, you want to dig some trenches? Hey, you want to jackhammer some stuff? I know you're only 10 years old. That it, mom didn't raise no quitter. Honestly, that sounds like a more likely way to lose weight than any of the fat kids. <laughs> right? Kids and I still didn't lose weight. It just goes to show you my this diet. This is why Eating biscuits camping. in the morning. <laughs> well, I never went to, to like sleepaway summer camp as a kid. It was always like, mom's got to go to work. We need a place to put you. So we're sending you to day camp. Yeah. And my all, place it, was was, always, it was always sports camp. My so place I was go outside digging with a shovel. <laughs> that was my place. I wasn't going nowhere. Number two, dance scene. We're talking dance scene. Mm, dance scene. Okay. I love that scene. I yeah, think that that's, I think that's I my know. favorite part of the movie. Possibly. Huge, huge piece of the movie. It was it was my favorite was part of the movie terrible. until I rewatched it. And yeah. then I realized that it wasn't as spectacular as I thought it was. No. Or as I had remembered it being. Yeah, I thought it w- I thought it didn't end so abruptly. Yeah. And um, yeah, I am the summer song. I am the summer camp yeah. I am the summer camp DJ at mm. my camp now, which I never went to as a child, but <laughs> Why don't you talk about that for a little bit? Because I know you guys are experts at this so-called summer camp thing that you guys are uh, that you guys are all about. Uh, I think the world needs to know. Like, is this an is this an accurate representation of a summer camp movie? I think so. I mean, they got the cabins. They have their activities. There's a dance. We have a dance. Um, they got, they that, got the awkwardness of your first year not knowing I mean, what the fuck is going on. They definitely have more activities right? as far as like the whole race thing at the end. Where it's like where they play. Does that happen? Is there go, like you you no. go camps against camps? We have a carnival. We have a but carnival. that's not it's not testing your knowledge or skills. Well, yeah, we, or, we we don't teach, we don't, we don't we teach don't, them don't at do all. That. No, I teach, teach them, them life lessons. Well, I teach yeah, I teach them hard luck lessons more, <laughs> more so. I teach them what tough love is like. No, this movie is representing as upper middle class. Like they have to fly to camp. If you're getting flown yeah, yeah, to your true. camp in then, the early nineties, yeah, you know how much that plane ticket costs on American. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And the fact that, uh, what's his name? Um, big old silver dick in the sky. Tim that's Blake how they, Nelson flew out to go to Jerry's house just to recruit him. That's how they, oh my God. That's yeah. how afford the door-to-door They, they send recruiters yeah. out. Yeah. How does how does the original owners file for Chapter 9 bankruptcy? Which <laughs> yeah. is another for real scene I want to bring up. I feel like if they would have extended that scene to like, uh, by the way, never trust the never trust the Swiss doing your videography or something like that, <laughs> yeah. it would have been a lot more comedic effect of how they went broke. It was like, oh yeah, you got screwed over by you know the random international company that filmed your infomercial about how cool the blob was. But as a kid, the dance scene stuck out to me. But then as an adult, <laughs> I'm saying the bonfire scene. After they kidnapped Ben Stiller, because it's, it's just, just it's just crazy. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable yeah. that the whole scene is just like. <laughs> Even though as a kid you were like, yeah, I want all of that right now. Oh yeah, I just want there's, there's awesome. no child that was not 
all about that scene. They didn't oh, want to just pour chocolate all over pizza and then not even eat the pizza. Rub it on your body first, <laughs> yeah. and then just you eat the pizza. syrup bottles. <laughs> just 15 with, years down the line, cream. looking at that scene, I'm like, just no. That is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. That scene makes me sick. <laughs> yeah. In a good way. They just have fireworks going and a bunch of sweets. Yeah, uh, yeah. They just, <laughs> just had a, stuffing. I do faces. love that they were just they were all praising food that night. It was it was like it was like they were sacrificing the the god of gluttony and they were deciding that they had to be it for that night. Yeah, with Ben Stiller's character, with him him running the show, what were they eating? That's what I we really never, we never really got, yeah. got into that, which should have been a bigger part of the movie. Yeah, like like that would understand that scene so much more if it was like, oh, they're only eating soil and green or some. Well, it'd shit probably like make that. him look better because it'd be like, oh, we're eating salads all the time, <laughs> and then they'd be like, well, maybe he's not that bad of a guy. He's it's not even salad. Kids. He wouldn't even do that. It would be like uh like peat moss or some shit like that. Edible peat moss. <laughs> edible peat moss with pea some wheatgrass. Just a bunch of bunch of pea soup. Yeah, because that's healthy. It's not. <laughs> There's the race at the end with uh, Camp MVP. Which is an excellent name for a douchebag camp. Yeah. Camp MVP. For sure. I would have went to a camp MVP. Just, I probably just to say I went to camp MVP. I definitely would have been the kid at camp MVP. But that's oh, no. just because I was oh, white. Everybody no, you would have gone to the other I was camp. white and athletic. Everybody but camp MVP would have wanted you. You would have been, uh, what's his name in, uh, in uh, Mighty Ducks? Uh, Sean, who comes from Josh a good Jackson. Team. Yeah, Banks. <laughs> Josh Jackson. Yeah, the Banks. upper middle class kid that lives just a little too he's far like out really the lines. <laughs> oh, the blonde kid. Yeah, but he's uh, outside... Well, thanks, Kyle. I appreciate yeah. it. That was a very nice compliment. Thanks. Yeah. Outside uh, living in. The scene where they hide all the food in the cabin is pretty iconic, I think. And uh, when they ex- extract and all they, the food. And when they extract the food. I think yeah, it, it, it kind of counts as like one, one scene. Yeah. Uh, there's only one part of that scene that does make sense, and that's when uh, the kid who works for Perkins Oh, totally now, narks on him. Yeah, narks yeah. on him. And, then and how did they? Them. How did none of them remember this kid? Yeah, he was just like, just "Oh, like, I was a chipmunk last year," and, and all of them were like well, shocked. <laughs> yeah, I think because like, he was providing them food in the um, in the log or whatever. Yeah, later, so, that dude was just yeah, a walking so contradiction. He was connecting them with. Uh, he was yeah. the inside man. Yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. there for he was there for the money. He didn't care what side, as long as they were paying him. He was he was playing. He was he was paid play. Paid I don't play. know, but, but, but with that scene though, what, like, what the fuck was Tony doing with the laser? He brought out that laser and started <laughs> he was, shining uh, it at shit. And it's like, what, cutting what, open what the wood, are you actually find cutting man? open the glue that they put in the Elmer's glue <laughs> yeah. that they put in to seal that wooden uh, end piece. This is necessary to search for food around. This necessary to unlock the world. <laughs> Remove all temptation. I'm imagining just like the DEA showing up and being like, we're searching the premises. And then like, we found all the hiding spots, pull it. And they're like, oh, it's just candy. Yeah, like, why? These kids are just hiding fat pieces of salami for no reason. <laughs> that kid just has, they all sat on the bus with salami taped to them. Yeah. For the entire bus ride. Entire well, going back to Nicholas, he was wearing just chocolate. Just British chocolate. his body. Hello, British <laughs> like candies. For hours. That means that he, he got on the plane smu- yeah. smuggling chocolate all and over his little tiny body. <laughs> Which just, you know, further proves proves my theory. The British are an awful, awful, hey there. awful people. Hey there. Stop that. Hey, who, you're not British. You're American. Be proud. Who made the movie work and who didn't work in the movie? Steven. Obviously, Mr. who made the movie work is Ben Stiller. He's a comedic genius. This just this just uh, 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 skyrocketed his uh, his recognizance uh, rec- recognizance Recon- recognizableness. No, rec- <laughs> recognizance. That's a word, right? His uh, recognition as a uh, as a comedic actor, as a as a great comedian. How you doing, little Tony? Bad. Why do you feel bad? 
because everything's falling apart and I can't do anything about it, it's not your fault. I know it's not my fault, but whose fault is it if it's not my fault? It's their fault. That's right, it's their fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. You have failed and you will pay. Whoa. Um, who didn't work for this movie? I do want to talk about uh, Ben Stiller bad guys really quick. Okay. Because I think that this this could be one of his better bad guys. And Definitely. I, so, oh, yeah. so I'm gonna do top top three bad guys. Whoa! Extra top bonus to, to to top three. So we got heavyweights. Heavyweights. We've got Tony uh, Perkis. We've got the the cameo role in Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. He's the uh, he's the uh, uh, retirement home uh, attendant. And lastly, but not leastly, White Goodman. White Goodman. Dodgeball, two hundred dog. Yeah, which leads into Steven's theory. This is definitely a. Uh, I believe the whole interwebs and probably possibly the world will agree with me that this is a uh, unsanctioned uh, prequel to uh, Underdog, a true uh, Underdog story. I believe Tony Perkis is actually White Goodman, and uh, he might have went under a pseudonym to revamp himself in the late nineties, early two thousands, um, as a uh, as a uh, fitness guru. Because also in Dodgeball, he leads in as a uh, as a former fat man. Yeah, yeah. I it's think a, that I think that you are onto something. I think that the moment he gets carted off, he becomes fat. Yeah, he becomes a fat man, and then he uh, becomes White Goodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty did, much the same thing as Tony Perkis, right? Yeah. Does I mean doesn't he always talk about like a large sum of his father's inheritance in that movie too? Exactly. And so it see, could be Tony Perkis. Perkis. Yeah. Right, that dude was bougie as fuck. So, so I'm sure when he kicked name. the bucket, I'm no longer a Perkis. I'm a good man. Well, yeah, he wasn't successful. <laughs> and I'm white. You know, I think there's something there. Yeah, definitely something there. Why not? Who made the movie work for you, Tanner? Uh, definitely Tom McGowan. I think he was a great counselor. I mean, I think like he fit into it as Pat. You know, he. Uh, I mean, he made it feel like he was he was like really there with the kids. I mean, it was a little sad. He was there for like 20 years or whatever. <laughs> Pat Finley so, was definitely born to play this role. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I will calling. say he had the most authentic feel to him yeah. as a, sure. a camp wise. Yeah, absolutely. I would say. Yeah. Who made it work for you, Nick? I'm going Lars. Lars was the Lars! man. Lars. Oh, the good Lars. <laughs> and I am Lars. Where are you from, Lars? And I am Lars. <laughs> Lars? What kind of name is that? Where are you from? Far away. Far away. <laughs> yeah, Lars had a lot of the comedy. He had he he was able to play both sides. He was a guy that you never really disliked that much. I wanted to see more of him in 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 films and TV. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Please put your fat finger down. Broken my camera. Funny guy. I think he did really well. I uh, he was the guy that worked for me. Kyle, we're gonna let you. Kyle, have what's one. the actor's oh, name? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Sean Weiss. Sean Weiss. Go uh, Sean Weiss. I thought you know, as being Josh, he brought a lot of comedy. Sure. This pleases me. Kids. Yeah. This pleases me. Uh, I mean, yeah. you can go Keenan Thompson, but yeah, that, that line, that yeah. That line. <laughs> and when, when, when he comes back after being... Uh, when he, yeah, he yeah. pretends to be lobotomized, yeah. 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 Good Josh Damn. was bad. Dog bad. Josh now good. Josh now good. Well, right. I, know, I know who didn't work for me. Who did not work for you, sir? 
Nurse Nurse Julie. Uh, yeah, nurse. She was so. She was just a bad actress. She was just bad in this movie. She's like a nowhere every lady. every line that you hear from her, it sounds like a line. I feel bad for her because she could she could do better. She, if she tried. Yeah. Uh, Leah Lale is her name. Leah Lale Lale. I wanted to like her, but I just couldn't come around on her. Yeah. Hey, that's what she said. Tanner, uh, who didn't work for you, bud? Uh, for me, it was uh, the coach over at Camp VIP. Mm. That dude was just a giant <laughs> dickhole yeah. all the time. Yeah, he wasn't that feel, good. I, f- I feel like nobody in life can be that big a dickhole with kids. There's just, I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there, but I don't know. It was just so over the top for me. I do like when he comes over for like the friendly softball game. He's like, "No, we're crushing you." <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's yeah. wearing, he's yelling at Jerry, "Take your base!" As he gets <laughs> yeah. hit by a ball. Yeah. Come on, baby. come on, baby, Hurry up, take your base. Hurry up this game. I love that, Steven. Who did not work for this movie? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna run it back. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller as Tony Perkins Senior did not make this movie at all. <laughs> he could have been so much funnier. He could have been could have uh, been an actual role. Yeah, it could have been a better role that that was there for a long time. That he shows up in the beginning and says, "Don't screw this up, kid," and then he screws it up and then he takes it over. He he could have been a lot funnier as Tony Perkins Senior. No, no, that kid. He was always a little off. I mean, my parents didn't hug me. You don't see me freaking out like a little baby. Oh, Mr. Perkins, sir. Papa. Yeah, I think any more than one appearance would have been a benefit. Yeah, absolutely. What's our thoughts on uh, on? Jerry Gerald Garner. That was my. That's who didn't work for you, Kyle. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Kyle. What's your problem with Gerald? Garner? I just, I, I feel like they could have put someone else. I mean, like who? I don't know. Name I a chubby actor in the early '90s. That's a teenager. But who is Aaron Schwartz? He was in Mighty Ducks. <laughs> He's Barely. A, he, he was He's, Kurt. He Dave, was Dave the, something, the, right? The sis, he was the brother down. of the ice skater, right? Yeah, but he still was on the team. He still was geared up. Chubby actors in nineties. Yeah, think deep and hard because I know your references are deep. That was their heyday back then. Those yeah. chubby kids in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, because they were yeah. just eating Kool Aid. I mean, <laughs> it's back before we knew about the whole diabetes thing. Yeah, diabetes is just another. I mean, I could, he was an okay protagonist, but like he, I don't know. I, I felt like I, I couldn't really connect to like the protagonist. Like I, I enjoyed yeah. the other characters. In I the see film, what you so mean. Was, it was hard to say, yeah, Jerry worked. Because okay. I felt like he's easily... Best lines. <laughs> All right, we, we, can, we can do this. Me and Nick can do this. The, the first best line, I'll give you a hint, Ben Stiller. A, a one, and a two, and a three. Come, Come here, here, you, you devil, devil log. log. For sure, the best, for the best line by... Uh... Come on, you devil log. I don't know. So Ben Stiller did have quite a few. That, oh, great. That, uh, so many great lines. Good scene, too. He steals them. He steals I think, the lines. I think the, this movie was made of just good lines, and yeah. and it was kind of filled out with just the rest of the plot. That's That was <laughs> Judd Apatow and, and Stephen Brill. Stephen Brill did the main plot. Judd Apatow filled in with all the excellent jokes. That For seems sure. like it's directly on point. Plausible. <laughs> Plausible. Yeah. Come here, you devil log. And... Uh, I like when they're smearing honey on Lars, and he's just like, bears love honey. <laughs> bears love honey. Honey. But I don't know why I like that line. It's just the way that he says it really, really gets me. That's where I like Aaron Schwartz. That's why I'm on board with him. But there are a lot of other ones. Tanner, who you got? What you got? I mean, definitely, of course, like the, the deli meat is just hands down one of my favorite ones. <laughs> Look, deli meat. <laughs> who would like to own a 
up to this treasure trove? Hmm? Whose wonderful candies are these? Oh, look. A deli meat. Just one, one of the just most classic lines. He just bends lines. the salami. Yeah, like just goes flying. Is it looking in the cabin for food? Yeah, it's just <laughs> Everything's absolutely. Everything's candy and there's just a piece of, a yeah. thing of salami. It's just perfect. This is um, it. This, this is the winner for, for me for the best line. It's Ben Stiller again. It's uh, lunch, lunch is canceled today due to lack of hustle. <laughs> Deal with it. Attention campers. Lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. Just the way he delivers it, and after the end, he just looks into the sunset like he's like, yeah, they deserve that. That was really our only look into like what they ate for lunch, Yeah, <laughs> is by not eating. Giant <laughs> bowl of disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> A wish sandwich. He also said, I eat success for breakfast with skim, skim milk. milk. With skim milk. I eat success for breakfast with skim milk. I think that's like during the weigh-in is probably one of my other favorite ones. The weigh-in, the weigh-in scenes were great every time. All right, just step on the scale. Get, get off the scale. Get, get, get off the scale. All right. How you doing, little Tony? Yeah, we, he, he talks to himself. Bad. I do love uh, with Lars on the scale too. When he, when Lars is running the scale. Yeah. yeah. You broke into my camera. <laughs> the Jerry's best line is uh, when Camp MVP shows up to play softball, and he goes, uh, "You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too good at sports." And then uh, Philip, the redhead uh, with the glasses, not the same redhead with the glasses from Mighty Ducks, a different one. He chimes in, "Yeah, you know, I'm Deion Sanders." <laughs> <laughs> the body system. Yeah, body. We say I said that body. a lot throughout my life that's that's a constant thing at camp is yeah. doing the body system all the yeah. time yeah yeah Are they? yeah have a look <laughs> body! 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 i think in in Bloody. regards also just Bloody. other camp announcements from ben stiller's you know yep. attention campers tonight's lecture Liposuction. <laughs> Option or obsession? Yeah. <laughs> Option or obsession. I had a couple favorite physical bits of lines. Hmm. The Lars dance moves at the dance. Fantastic. Lar- Lars was... Oh, yeah. He was he, into it. He was there to be a DJ, yeah. and he and he was uh, ready to play the jam. And then Paul Feig. Paul Feig and his dance moves. Yeah, yeah. Paul Feig also... Sorry, starting the dance. Yeah. Single-handedly. Yeah. The engager. But the single best sound of the movie was definitely Ben Stiller when he jumped off of the tree, and, and it made the flipping sound. <laughs> he he did like, a double flip onto the flip cliff. Noise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Every time yeah. that there's like a flip noise added to something, I'm I'm on fucking board. Yeah, I think in terms of physical humor, what appealed to me is just my my inner child, and always gets me is when. Uh, They've tied up Lars, and then Nicholas comes back, and he's like, "Oh, you've come to free me!" And then he just hits him square in the nuts. It just him square in the nuts. The the sound is great. the The reaction from Lars it just appeals to my my childhood <laughs> sense of comedy. Well, uh, and then Josh saying, uh, "This pleases me." I think it's a good this line. Pleases, this pleases me. Very it, yeah. The very introduction. Like intro to him. Yeah. Josh, it's him cleaning cleaning his nails with a fucking pocket knife. Great. That one probably made me laugh the most as the rewatch. I didn't yeah, yeah. absolutely it, it, yeah. as an older adult. Absolutely. That one's a, is a slow burn. It hits, totally. you, it hits you much later. Totally agree. And that's time for top five. 
top five. And the top five we're going to do are the top five adult themes of the movie. Adult themes, and we're not talking about sexual situations. Maybe a little bit, but not a lot of it. Maybe slightly, but we're not talking about pedophilia. So there was there was a lot of like underlying hardcore shit happening in this movie. Okay, so so child abuse. Yeah, definitely. A major kidnapping, which we didn't talk about. <laughs> like Ben Stiller is literally kidnapped for twenty minutes of the movie. Solid fifteen, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and which is really like a week. I feel like it was yeah, like a week long. They, yeah, this is a full, bunch of things. It's supposed yeah. to be like three month long camp. Yeah. Like that. They did a party. Camp. They started actually trying to lose weight. How much money does that camp cost if you're there for three months? That's what I'm saying. That's I wanted to be like two or three so grand. bad. Plus, they get to go go kart racing, then go out on the lake on a boat. Like they can do all sorts. Plus, they're getting billed automatically for the Perkins system uniforms. You know? Oh, exactly. Yeah. I'm all for reincarnation. I'm all for you know living multiple lives. I can't wait to live the life where I'm going to a camp for three months as a child for like multiple years. I don't care if it's a fan camp. That sounds like so much fun. That's a long way. I don't know. Uh, that's a long time away from my uh, my my parents. If I was like a, an 11 year old, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I spent, I did it, I did a camp once, and it was a, but it was a wrestling camp, so it wasn't fun as it was productive. <laughs> so I spent about two and a half weeks away from them, and I was happy to see them after two and a half weeks. I would say. I mean, yeah, getting groped for two and a half weeks—that's. That's I couldn't imagine. Work- hey, man, it was consensual. I couldn't imagine working a summer camp for three months. Like I'd work a summer camp for one week, and oh, I'm like, Jesus. okay, I'll see you in a year, kids. Yeah. Like, for real. <laughs> I need, I need this year break from you, and then, then. Then we'll get back in. I mean, we've had people go for two weeks in our group, and they've just been dead. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's they, awful. Yeah, mm. that's a lot of work. It's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of man hours. But still, Ben Stiller is basically kidnapped and tortured for yeah. Yeah. for what is equal to a week of the movie. Yeah, we got we got obviously some. Uh, but that could be. Sorry, go that ahead. could be what Kyle. No, go ahead. No, no, no finish no, your thought real please, quick. Please justify it's whatever just, you're going to say. That can be justified because of what he does to the campers. I mean, I mean, maybe doesn't feed them. He keeps their mail, which is like it plays back into illegal. the whole. It plays back into the child abuse. Yeah, what's so. better? What's 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 more uh, egregious that they kill him? That they eat them? The guy was getting that clobbered. They report them like to the police. He have an ice, like a huge ice box on him, and then just gets hit with a sledgehammer right in front of the yeah. kids, and he expected all the kids to be able to do this by the <laughs> yeah. end of camp. Yeah, but which they is insane. Look, they weren't did, in shape like he was at that time. I did love his lack of a real plan. Like he was <laughs> yeah. just like, "I'm gonna do what got me things fit," yeah. here. <laughs> which is just severe psychotic behavior. Yeah, it's just he was so bipolar that he had no choice but to be skinny because he would never eat. Yeah, yeah, no choice. It was him going crazy or him losing weight. Look what happened. Both. <laughs> but what, what other adult themes we got here? We got a little bit of attempted murder with uh, Lars and the honey scene. We got a little bit of a, a cultural appropriation with the Apache relay. That's yeah. already racist just by saying that. Um, some weirdly close adult and child relationships all throughout this movie. Yeah, like, and, there's so and, many examples. And so many eating disorders. And they, eating disorders. Overeating oh, yeah. and undereating from the girls at camp. So they, they were talking about a girl, an, a 10-year-old girl made a crack at an 11-year-old girl saying like, well, you can teach them how to throw up after meals. Oh, yeah. Great bulimic joke, guys. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, so funny. Just like, wow. <laughs> these, are, this is, these are some real these some real things going on in this movie. Yeah. 
So Tanner, we got six choices here. You you need a top five. <laughs> we need to rank. Give us your top five. Who are you leaving out? Who's the odd man out? Doesn't have to be in any particular order. Just give us who you're leaving out. So we got we got kidnapping, child abuse, eating disorders, Some attempted of- murder, <laughs> cultural appropriation, and weirdly close relationships. And you can write in vote kids. if you have a write in vote. Go for it. Write in vote. I mean, I think you guys capped them there. Well, you got six, and we need five. I mean, I feel like the uh, the weirdly close relationship can probably take a hike. Okay, I understand. I can I can see where it's coming from, but uh, I don't know, man. I think there's, there's yeah. What is camp what is the weir- yeah. what is the weirdest? I mean, it's probably just the the Jerry Pat relationship is the weirdest one in the movie. Jerry and Pat. That's yeah. That's like is that supposed to be the mother son relationship because <laughs> because Pat yeah, Philly yeah, looks the, so much like a asexual woman. That's where the plot keyword comes from. <laughs> it's uh, Pat and Jerry. It definitely is. I would say um, the weirdest uh, child uh, kid relationship might be Nicholas when he's uh, as the guard to Ben Stiller. He just lures him with nothing. No promises except a, 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 Hershey, a, kiss. a Hershey kiss made out of fake foil in, in, a, in a piece of string. Yeah, how are you going to trust kids as the uh, the guardians of the <laughs> yeah. of the very fit man? Look, put Paul Feig in there. Paul Feig don't take no mess, obviously. And he'll just he'll just joke him to death. Yeah, I believe that. And all the adults came in and approved of the kidnapping. They were just like, you guys can't kidnap these kids. And then they pulled off Ben Stiller's thing, and he's like, I'm going to shut you down. And they're like, you can totally kidnap this guy. <laughs> Yeah, they're totally okay with it because Ben Stiller was a dick. Whatever. Um, I got a top four here in uh, with the list. I got kidnapping. I got attempted murder. No particular order. Kidnapping, attempted murder, eating disorders, uh, a little bit of child abuse. Um, number five. I'm gonna write it in. It's going to be. Um, there. Are, there's also some mental disorders in there as well. Oh, yeah. Food obsession. That was my number five thing. That was my number five. They were obsessed with hoarding their food as well as pigging out at that one that one time. It was a weird, weird relationship that they, that they had with their food. Like, it was not just a reward. It was like a dirty thing that they wanted to consume at every level. So it was sort of, you know, they might have needed a, a camp psychologist, not to, not just a nurse. Yeah, the nurse, the nurse was trying to act like the camp psychologist. She was too hot. She was too hot. Too hot. That's mixing food with beauty, and that's just not a good combination. <laughs> you know, what, what you got, Nick? What's your top five? I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and rank them. I'm gonna say kidnapping seems to be the most the most prevalent. Uh, yeah, the one that pushes the line the farthest. Okay. But that leads from child abuse, so that's number two. And then the whole movie is built around food obsession, and eating disorders. So we'll make that three. Uh, attempted murder, I don't think is attempted murder. Because Obviously, you've never been to Colorado, sir. <laughs> well, well Keenan says that uh, they, there's no bears in these woods. Hey, bears love honey. Cultural appropriation is uh, it's pre it's pre that time. I mean, I dressed up as a Native American for Halloween when I was a child. Did you apologize? Uh, I wrote a letter later on to the Washington Redskins. Yes. Hey, I'm sorry for borrowing your logo. I know it wasn't approved by the NFL and or ABC. Yeah. I didn't mean to go by the name Wahoo. Hey, Cleveland Indians. Hey, Looking how are you? Hey, how are you? Overall, overall, some some dark, unsettling themes in the movie is what we were really just trying to get out with that whole segment. And now it's time for a game. What I want to know. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for Stephen to stop typing. What I want to know. 
ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to present a challenge to not just you, Tanner, to not just you, Nick, to not just you, Kyle, but to myself alone. I want us. It's a solo game. This is a game that involves all four of us. Okay. Okay. With only one judge. The one judge coming from the echo in the distance, the voice in the void. The one and only Alex Kalajakis. The disembodied giggle that Don't. you hear in the background. That's just Alex Kalajakis, <laughs> a.k.a. k 2 to jacks on all social media platforms, or just Alec, Alex Chick Kalajakis on Facebook. Yeah, spell it however you want. He yeah. doesn't care how you spell it. He likes when he's spelled the wrong just way. Just to let you know, there's a lot of X's. <laughs> yeah. So he's, he's going to just say, he's just going to yell out. We're not giving him a mic. Yeah, we're not giving him a mic. So <laughs> yeah. he's going to give us his judgment based on all four of our pitches. What pitch, you might ask, ladies and gentlemen, or gems, or jurors, or thems, or theys. Uh, this is the pitch your own camp. That's right. You pick a theme. You pick an idea that you have for camp. You run with it. We all have 30 seconds. I'm starting with Kyle. Go. I'm not going. <laughs> okay, let's, 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 let's do a two-minute brainstorm. I'll start us off. We'll uh, we'll give we'll let K Jax judge the Nick, time. Nick, Stephen, Tanner, Kyle is the order. Nick, Stephen, Tanner, Kyle. Thank no, gosh. Nick, Kyle, <laughs> Stephen, Tanner. Okay. Nick, Kyle, Tanner, Stephen. Nick, Nick, okay. Nick. Stephen, well, either way, I'm Tanner. starting off. So let's go for it. I got thirty seconds. Bullying is a huge problem nowadays. Uh, so, so I uh, just like how. We're teaching kids to not be fat at Camp Hope. Uh, we're going to teach kids how to not get bullied and and to stand up for themselves and to, to murder their bullies and just become assassins in general because this is Killer Camp where they uh, they learn all the skills of, of murder and undercover sneakiness, which leads to murder. Killer Camp. And the jingle, yeah, the, the, the camp song is, we're here to, to kill. Your dad. <laughs> that's it. That's the that's the end of the song. For, for about those first five seconds. If you looked up plot keywords, it would say mother. So son. sincere. Yeah. I really thought I was I'm like, fuck, I'm over here trying to think of something like <laughs> yeah, funny to say. And Nick's hitting us with like a Bullies. man, you know, bullying's a, it's a and real thing. And then you thing. kill him. So I have a question before we even before we even continue. Can we pitch this like Nick did where it's just a plain explanation? Or can we be like an infomercial like 30 second Oh, pitch? you can infomercial it. I mean, because I mean, the Perkis system was going to be an infomercial. Yeah, that's true. Yes, Steve. Steve. Yes, that's not what I'm going to do for this. But but okay, um, Kyle, what well, you got? You got? You got? You, you, you got an idea? Wow. Yep. I'm looking for a killer cam. Tanner, you got a you got a you got a thingy for us? Or does Kyle? Okay, Kyle can go. Timer, get ready. Well, I've been kind of trying to promote this for my own camp for years because um, I can't really think of anything else. <laughs> I know else. exactly what you're going to say. Yeah, I know. Uh, so every camp has, you know, history. Uh, every <laughs> camp has, you know, a timeline of when things happen and, uh, you know, good and bad moments. And <laughs> So my theme would be uh, grabbing that DeLorean, hitting 88, and we're going back to future themed. Back to the future themed. Yeah, that'd be mine. Grabbing Doc and Marty. That's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep, just the whole camp is always Back to the Future themed every single year. <laughs> Marty. Trying to promote it. Oh, Marty, we are, we are to make God's eyes. 
So, the, so these kids come back and they come six years in a row and then they show up to the first day of camp and it's always just the same guy yeah. getting out of a DeLorean. And, and every time we're like, back in the beginning. Today we're going to go to the Jurassic period. I just I, got Huey Lewis in the news playing all week. I guess it's, yeah. I guess it's good. Power power I guess it's good because you could go back to like different times yeah, uh, in history. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm I didn't promote it like that, but that's a great idea. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to back to Columbus times this year. No, we're always going back to 1955 to the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. McFly has to kiss Leah, or Leah Thompson. Has to sock... Uh, has yeah. to sock Biff in the face or else uh, Marty fa- vanishes and he can't be Marvin Bear. Oh, and they, and they don't get to go home. They, they, have, to, they have to actually they have to relive succeed. It. Yeah. Relive the yeah. 50s all over or again. Or they disappear. And especially hate... Communist. Oh, some kid would definitely be called Farty McFly in the, <laughs> yeah. in the oh, cabin. Hey, Farty. Hey, Farty. <laughs> hey, hey, Tanner, you, you, you got a pitch for us? I mean, I'm probably going to have to follow suit on Kyle there and just... Uh, Ready? For me, just a big... Uh, Hold on. Oh, sorry. We got 30 that. seconds on the clock. I'm getting get ready for this, Tanner, <laughs> because it's going to be real. For me, it's, it's got to it's gotta be Star Wars, man. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Star Wars nerd at heart, so... I know the guys did a space thing this year, and I, I fucked up and didn't go. But, Captain's uh, going to choose if they're uh, You're wasting Jedi all of your pitch time. I don't care, man. That's, that's all there is to it. That's I all guess, there is is just Star Wars? Says the guy Star in the Star Wars shirt with the Rebel <laughs> yeah. Alliance tattoo? That's okay. it, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that'd be fun. Captain's going to choose if they're the dark side or the light side. You, you know, have a fucking Clone War at the, the end of the week. Empire, the Rebellion. Of and time. Cool, See, I got man. it in there. Cool, man. Cool, cool. Cool. So cool. My favorite thing about Star Wars, Star Wars Cam would be the uh, dangerous idea of letting kids play with laser beams. Yeah, but what if you like? What if they all had those toy lightsabers? And we just let them go ape shit all week. Did they break great. them in the first day? You get a stockpile. A real a stockpile. Who's sponsoring this? Because them lightsabers are thirty bucks Disney. plus a pop. Disney. Yeah, Disney, Disney would Star Wars camp. Disney would definitely record that camp and make it into like some sort of infomercial for. I would only show up to Star Wars camp if every counselor had to dress as a different alien. Oh, you're right. And that'd be dope as fuck. I'm endorsing. And they'd have I'm to spend six that. six hours in makeup oh, every day. Oh, <laughs> Steven, you're yeah. Up. What's your theme? Go. Stupid camp. <laughs> this would be the dream of every libertarian. <laughs> In the early 1900s, there was one man who led this nation out of the darkness and into the light in the Gilded Age, and that man was Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt was not only a man of the people, but a man of nature. You would learn the benefits of Teddy Roosevelt's grand love for the outdoors, as well as judo, swimming naked in the Potomac, as well as getting shot, but having a, uh, having a, uh, uh, what is it, a flask? In his breast pocket <laughs> yeah. to prevent the bullet from uh, from entering his chest cavity. Yeah, that's right. You're gonna live like Teddy Roosevelt, and you're gonna appreciate nature like Teddy Roosevelt, and you're gonna hate Filipinos like Teddy Roosevelt with a Teddy Roosevelt uh, appreciation camp. Good old T.R. bully. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, everybody says bully wherever they go, right? And they go on straight line walks. That's yeah. what I, kids I, are I, definitely that, flying. And they always carry a big stick and eat a steak at Delmonico's. <laughs> Speak softly, but hit kids with a big stick. That'll be the theme. That's the way we used to. Who wants to be a rough rider down to Cuba and fight the brownies? 
I always picture I always picture Teddy Roosevelt fighting like the old fashioned style where one fist is really close to your face and the other fist is hey. as far as possible from your hey, face. Hey, what do you want, Dan? With his shorts pulled up all the way up to his nipples. Leo DiCaprio. You in, want a uh, smart injury, Dan, Mister? Is the gangs in New York? Yeah, where, yeah. It's just like why I gotta, why I gotta George jump Clooney. in the Potomac. George Clooney and <laughs> old brother Arthur. Want to fight about it? Want to fight about it? Would you fight about it? Want to fight about it? I'm not a fucking knack. All a right, knack. there, uh, Mr. Objective, Mr. Uh, uh, voice in the Void, there, Alex Galishmackish. What do you think? When? What camp would you go to, sir? Definitely not Kyle's. I hated Kyle's. That's rude. That's hilarious. Uh, wow. Don't breathe into the mic so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now Sorry. there's three camps left. <laughs> the yeah, three camps. One is a serial up. killer camp. The three. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so actually, you have you have four camps to choose from. One, you learn to uh, to to yeah. murder bullies mm-hmm. specifically, yeah, and others. That's justifiable. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's self defense. And uh, one is all Back to the Future themed. Has the same theme every year. Possibly different theme every year. We're not really sure. One is just Star Wars. It's the only two words that are on the brochure. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, That's says, all there is. It's just three words and it's Star Wars camp. You won't go Star Wars camp. <laughs> and I'm almost positive more adults try to go to that camp than kids. Too much. And then, uh, that, and then you have Teddy Roosevelt Appreciation Camp, which speaks for itself. With a big stick. I really like the, I really like the concept of a bully fantasy camp because there's a lot of uh, a lot of kids that I think would get a lot out of that. I'm not so sure it would have good long-term effects. Um, and I was never a big Back to the Future fan, so not feeling that one. Um, <laughs> Star Wars camp sounds cool, but not a lot of information. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get enough information on that one. So I'm gonna have to go. It, it could all just be the Sar- the Sarlacc pit. The whole the whole camp could just be like kids <laughs> kids being y'all, eaten y'all for a week in his that's that's, 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 that's it's Star if it was Star Wars Fat Camp, then I would be then <laughs> yeah, I would be interested. Yeah. So I'd be interested in how they would Yeah, that camp is sponsored by the uh, Star Wars guy from YouTube. He uh, <laughs> he runs it. He's a director. Oh, okay. But you know, I gotta go with my boy Teddy. I like Ted. Hey, bully! Good for you there, sonny boy. <laughs> that's my, that's my Even guy. though back in the 1900s you would have been persecuted and eventually beaten to death. You realize he's just describing Boy Scouts. Like, that's what Teddy Roosevelt. That's my, oh, did that's he? My, oh, why don't you look that up, Kyle? That's Kyle my guy. Fat Corner. That's my guy, man. Brought to you took, by False News. That's my guy, man. He took down the robber barons. He took down Daniel Day Lewis, dude. Overrated. Wait, who took down? Teddy Roosevelt. Overrated. How did Teddy He's the reason Daniel why Day there Lewis. are national parks in this country. He was a total prick, but he got a lot done. Hey, man. He national didn't like parks. brown people. I'm okay with that. But these rap riders are really A lot, of other, things, a lot of other things. Yeah. I'd like. Well, Alex, thanks for your opinion, and please move away from the mic. <laughs> Kyle's back. Kyle, do you have a, uh, anything to How say? How disappointed are you, Kyle? <laughs> yeah. I'm very disappointed. Well, moving have on. Have you gone to camp? <laughs> <laughs> He went I to would, Greek I camp, would, I, <laughs> where uh, they just ate matzah. That's actually Jewish camp. Ma- matzah? <laughs> we just had a bunch of baba ganoush and chat chiki, <laughs> and then we enjoyed the, the tale of the of the wife I who lived to, uh, who worked as over the Greeks, 
and she was a very mythical creature who married an American white man, and they preserved our culture for another 2,000 millennia. Yeah, no, it starts out with the same thing every year, and it's somebody running in with a torch, and they're just like, we created the Olympics. And what? Then they, and then they light something on fire in the middle, and then they cook a live lamb over that. Pay attention to the flaming torch and not my uh, uh, descending ball sack, because I'm naked and oiled up running this marathon. <laughs> exactly. Now it's time to close out the show. Uh, we like to close the show by saying whether this movie deserved above or below a 29%. What do you, Stephen, really quickly? Above oh. or below? Oh, above. Uh, absolutely. This is 79% cr- uh, audience <laughs> consensus here. I concur. Uh, this needs to be higher. This needs to be at least 60%. It's, it's not the best movie in the world. Revisiting it, obviously, um, it, does not, does, it doesn't do justice over the years, but it's still not a bad movie. It's not as bad as Big Green. Yeah, true. Or Revolution. Or any of the other You shut your dirty done. mouth, you commie <laughs> bastard. Tanner, above and below. Definitely above. I mean, this this has to be in the 60s, like high, high 60s, maybe low 70s. It's like people like definitely it. worth it. People yeah. like it range. I agree. Yeah, I, I'm in yeah. that too. I definitely think yeah. it's certified fresh. Yeah. I don't know if I go that high. Well, I would. I mean, if we're basing this on where, so the the you asked this question a few weeks ago when we were doing uh, Big Green, um, where would this rank among kids movies in the '90s? Because we've done on quite a few of those. Like, where would this kind of fit in? Top five. Top five. Top yeah. five. Would, would, top five would, 90, Top five '90s kids movies. Yeah. Live action. Yeah, absolutely. You you concur, sir, Mister Monsieur Lies? Monsieur yeah. Tanner, do you concur? <laughs> yeah, in this in this in this uh, in this genre, yeah, top five. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think I would defer from that. Now it's time for our original blurbs. Yep, what I like to call the original blurb. Tanner, do you got something original for so us? So Tanner, you want me to go uh, ahead? since we didn't tell you about it beforehand, it's it's <laughs> a, uh, it's I a, did try to give him a heads it's up. It's a two sentence review of the movie, basically. A two sentence review. Yeah, it usually involves some wordplay, but uh, don't don't feel pressure to to play on words. Sure, uh, Stephen. You want to start us off? I'll give you the example. Um, we're all fat, <laughs> and the produ- and the producers who made this movie um, were fat-headed. And my childhood enjoyment of this film justified this prediction that we're all fat. Mine's oh. along the same lines. Uh, yeah, I like that. Mine was, uh, this movie made me want to be fat. And... Uh, now I'm happy I wasn't. Grass is always greener mentality. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. Tanner, what do you got for us there, buddy? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, I definitely feel like it was one of those things that left uh, kind of being that husky kid out there and not, not feeling so guilty about it. You know, I think they, I think they definitely missed, uh, missed a summer tagline by it being the, uh, the heaviest summer comedy that you can't wait for. But oh, that, there you go. There you go. The heaviest summer comedy you can't wait for. Yeah, that's a great sentence. It should just be yeah, man. Period. <laughs> the greatest summer comedy you can you can't wait for. I'd see that fucking movie. Yeah, man. And now we'll end the show with a positive note. Real recommendations. This is where we just go around in a circle and we say uh, something that we we have liked over the last week or two. Sure. And uh, that Nick, you would recommend to people. Nick, what do you, what do you got for us? Anything you recommend besides, you know, your everyday meandering existence? 
Tanner, you got anything? I can't remember what I. I can't remember if I said what I said last. Tanner, week. what are you liking right now? Any movies? Any TV shows? Any books? Any podcasts? Any anything? We want to give a shout out to anybody and anything creating things positively. Yeah, I mean, I'll be totally honest. I, I don't watch a lot of TV anymore. I have been watching uh, Better Call Saul recently, and I've definitely oh been, the new new seasons tonight. Yeah, new season. I've, I've been super into that. Oh, Breaking Bad is probably one of the best. I need to watch that new I've season it's tonight. Yeah, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna order some food and are we're you, gonna enjoy it. Are, are you yeah. caught up? It's definitely yeah, been bitch. a, a oh, worthwhile. I'm gonna watch off. it tonight just to just to make you feel bad yourself. Yeah, we got it on demand. So, yeah, definitely been a big fan of that. One. Good. Better call Saul. Always a call out. That's a season premiere tonight. By the way, is uh, 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 August the sixth. August the sixth. Though the season premiere of season three or four. Season four, four of four. Better. Are call they Saul really on season tonight. four already? Yeah. Jeez. I can't believe this, it. Right. This yeah, should be the last. Yeah, if you've been I reading, I feel like this should be the last season though, because I feel like no the show can't go too long. Ain't no, no, way. no, 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 ain't no fucking way. No, Kyle's on it. If you've been reading give me anything, six. Out give of, me six seasons in a movie. No, no, no. no if you've been reading anything out of Comic Con, they've been talking five about a, how close B. this is getting to Breaking Bad in this season. So I yeah. think this is it. I think this is our wrap. Ain't no way. Ain't no fucking. If way. anything, we'll go into a fifth, and that's it. I have mine. What do you got? Uh, Mamma Mia two. Here we go. Again. Oh, here we go again. One of this. I, I agree with you because I haven't seen it, but I agree based on the critical consensus that this is one of the rarities of a sequel doing far, 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 far superior than the original. I saw it. And to quote somebody else, uh, I will say his review of the movie, which is, oh, by the way, saw Mamma Mia two. All bangers. All bangers. <laughs> Was Fernando played that? Uh, Fernando it? was in it. Oh wow, that's amazing! Uh, but yeah, I, it 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 was a fun movie. Made me want to, uh, you know, travel and uh, move away from uh, USA and uh, go to Greece. Settle Leave back. on Mykonos. Yeah, turns out it's actually Croatia. So oh, they're in Croatia, but it's Mamma Mia. I thought it was Greek. No, it's it's set in Greece, but but it's, it's filmed it's actually in Croatia. Filmed on a Croatian island this yeah. year. Why don't you renounce your Greek citizenship and move to Croatia? It turns out the people of Greece were actually very upset about that. Ah, uh, <laughs> you did to big Greece. I saw we were poor. Okay. Windex. All right. Uh, my real recommendation is uh the is not only what's available right now on Hulu, uh as a as a quote unquote new film, but Clue the movie. Highly recommend as a great great movie film. Yeah, the, it's uh, an underappreciated uh, cult icon film based on the Parker agree. Brothers board game. Uh, that's available on Hulu. I just watched that recently. Tim Still Curry. holds up. Still Tim holds Curry, up. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Who else is in? Michael it? McKean. Yep. Uh, Martin Mole. Yep. Madeline oh, Kahn. Also, yeah, I just rewatched Baby Driver twice in like the last three oh, nice. days. Oh, such nice, a great movie. Nice. And uh, still. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah guy. But but besides Clue, baby. Uh, baby. for baby, 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 what are you doing, baby? Um. The the show I recommend right now is Castle Rock, a new Hulu show, um, starring uh, Bill Skarsgård, um, the 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 gentleman from Moonlight and American Horror Story. Um, Terry O'Quinn's in this movie, in this and in this TV show. Yeah, that's Bill Skarsgård. Um, it's a good show. I was highly inebriated when I watched the first two episodes, uh, but they were good. So huh. they were the captivating enough for me to pay attention, even though. Uh, How scary I, is it? Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. If, eight being eight being it. It's a little less scary than it. No, no real jump scares. Just real psychological thriller. Shut up. Well, Tanner, thank you for coming on the podcast. Tanner. Thanks for having me. This You're has great. been real rotten. We appreciate you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for joining us in real rotten. This has been uh, our like second it. annual Hall of like Fame episode. Ass. It's been it's been a downhill uh, trudge, and we thank you for joining. Uh, be sure to watch Heavyweights. 
available on no streaming services. <laughs> you need to buy the DVD your own, as you should, because it is a Hall of Fame movie. Thank you for joining us. God bless you. God bless the United States. If you don't believe in God, you know, you just be you there, you cool cat. As we always say, keep it real and you keep it rotten here on Real Rotten. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Some films are hype, some films are rotten We like our potatoes, our gratin You watch a film, but you can't even But here comes Nick and Steve And they break it down, they turn it out And when it was over, you wanted to shout I want my money back that was real rotten Real fucking rotten Yeah. <laughs>